pull up a bar stool. All right, we're going to have some fun. I've got JR coming back to the show. We're going to stream our John and John Facebook Live while also recording as a pubcast. It's going to be a true pubcast with beer in hand. Uh, we're going to talk about failing fast and scaling up and some other questions that came uh, that inspired us from our entrepreneurs, PHC Entrepreneurs Group. If you want to join our community, you got to start with Power Hitters Club Elite. Go to johnlumber.com slash PHC to learn more. But uh, this is going to be a good one. We're going to have fun. Sit back, relax, pop a bottle. Let's do it. Hey everybody, John here from JohnLumber.com and John Lumber Digital on Facebook. Here's another edition of the Social Media Pubcast where each week we invite to the virtual pub, pub, and we get <laughs> drunk on social media and entrepreneurship. So this week uh, we're streaming uh, John and John Facebook Live to our Power Hitters Club Entrepreneurs Facebook group and uh, at the same time as while we're recording the pubcast. So, JR, how's it going, my man? It's going amazing in San Diego. Super weather. Yeah, probably not. it's it's been nice here in the Denver area. Today it's 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 going to be a weird up and down week. It is Colorado. That's the way it is out here. But you know how how it, how this uh, pubcast works. What are you drinking? Well, for the first time ever, I'm literally going to pop a bottle. Live, live, and, and I'm popping a Corona. Mm, do you have a lime? No, I don't have. A lime. See, I don't know if you should do that. But I'm just going to use it for the first time. I'm not going to plug the company who who gave us this bottle opener because we're not sponsoring. <laughs> okay, not sponsoring us. Is that the short but stack uh, bottle? It is the short stack. <laughs> It's the short stack bottle opener. I got one of those too. (laughs) So I'm literally pop a bottle. Let's do it. All right. Well, this is beyond. So I had two beers left in the fridge. We had a Bud Light and this uh, Kona Brewing Big Wave Golden Ale. Uh, So this is what I'm working on today. Cheers to you, man. Cheers, brother. Cheers. You know, I kind of miss the days of uh, of actually drinking beers on the pubcast because it's almost like we've grown up over the last uh, year or two where uh, we, we go straight sober on most of them. But uh, it's, 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 this tastes good right now, this pubcast today. So what, what, where are you going to take us today, Jar? Well, first off, I'm going to build out on what you're just saying about it feels good to have a little drink. Drink. And... We are going to do a happy hour next month what? with our PHC elite members. Right. So we're going to do an hour next month. I, we, I can't remember what day we picked just yet, but we'll uh, pop a bottle with as many of our PHC elite members. And maybe we'll do it for the entrepreneurs group at some point, but yeah. we're start with the first group, you know, the first group. So, so we're going to be popping bottles next month. We'll see how that goes. I've been looking forward to that because, you know, there's been something missing 
that I just, you know, with especially, with, you know, with the PHC group in general, but definitely PHC Elite, because we give PHC Elite a ton of value. I mean, not only is it the live webinars every week, um, not only is it the community, but the fact that um, you can get access to all of the training program, program replays, and those are like, they're sold at like $247 a piece, whatever. Um, huge value. Uh, but but at the same time, it's like there's some sort of community element that we're missing. And so, uh, so it was a it was a member who came up with the idea of a happy hour where it's like a virtual get-together that we have on a regular basis, whether it's once a week or once a month or whatever. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think, I think once we do it in PHC Elite and it's, it's awesome, it's working, we'll apply it to PHC Entrepreneurs more than likely. <clears throat> yep, and we'll be drinking every week. Mm. All right, so here's the scoop. Um, as those who listen, they know that I like to drive. I don't like to be in the passenger seat, and especially with John driving. If you've ever been in the car with him. I'm a great driver. Oh, come on. So, so yeah, I'm going to drive this. And t- since I was gone last week, I was in Arizona for some training. I bought into a franchise. Mm-hmm. And I was in there for training eight hours, nine hours a day with those who have purchased the franchise as well. And I'll just state it's in the acupuncture space. So I was there for the entire week learning business and learning business in the way they want to teach it. And there were some things that just kind of stood out to me that I figured it'd be nice to share today and also address some of the topics that were brought up. Cause I think you asked in Facebook what, mm-hmm. uh, what people want to talk about. Talk about. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm going to go through that a little bit today and also, uh, in honor of a bear's win, Oh, stop I, it. I am wearing <laughs> my Chicago Bears hat. Mm, okay. So I just want to make sure everyone's aware of that. <clears throat> yeah, right, hey, so, you, got, you, you got to make a big deal out of it when it happens. So it's pretty rare. So um, I'll let Here's you do the it. big deal. When you don't complete more than five passes in a game and you score 17 points. Yeah, I don't know how much of that you should be proud of, by the way. Yeah. Back in the days, the Chicago White Sox, they were described as winning ugly. And that's winning ugly, but it's still winning. No, actually, the Chicago Bears, when they were good, that was winning. I mean, early 2000s, that was, that was all they did. Like, their offense was awful. and But they'd have these crazy, I don't know why we're going on this tangent, crazy defensive touchdowns where someone's tipped in the air and they're running back for a touchdown and – uh that was the Bears, and that's kind of what the Bears looked like this weekend, at least. Yeah, well, they won. Mm-hmm. All right, so so here's what's showing up for me. I'm sitting in the room with all of these people who spent lots of money, and I say lots of money, anywhere between 300000 to over a million, depends on how many units they bought. And the energy in the room was very similar to anybody who's starting a business. And the first thing that I would say that stood out to me is that people didn't know how to get things done. And we just went through four days of training, eight, nine hours a day. They give us this operations manual that says, Here, you know, here's what you do, da, 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 da. But so many people walked out overwhelmed. So I think the first thing that I want to talk about is, you know, how you sort out how you get things done. Now, we've talked about this a few times before, 
but I've had some new learnings, some breakthroughs in it. So that's why I'm going to share some some new techniques that I've never shared with you yet, John, on uh, what I'm seeing is, a, is an effective way to get some stuff done when you need to get it done. But for you, here's the question. Hmm. How do you know what to work on every day? You don't have other than our beloved Lisa, John's wife, giving you the the honey-do list. But outside, actually, actually, I had a honey-do list today. I went to Home Depot. So, did you think that you were going to do that on your own, or were you told? To I was do told it? to do it, but it was a, uh, it was a, um, it was one of those open ended requests. Like we need these two things sometime when you get around to it. I, I decided to be smart this time because normally what I do then is like, oh yeah, okay, I'll do that, and uh, I'll forget, and I'll forget, and she has to remind me over and over. So I wanted to get it on her good side, so I went immediately today. To get those All two right. things done. With that said, there's a thin line between, between love, love and hate. hate. Yes. <laughs> and there's a thin line between procrastination and immediately. So what made you decide to do it immediately versus procrastinating? It's learning from uh, past experience that um, in this case especially, that it... Uh, doesn't benefit me at all to pr- procrastinate that I, I you know I don't, I don't think uh, she's been home to see that I actually got it done but I think uh, she'll probably be happy and appreciative I love that someone's I, I didn't see the name but husband points I love that as an idea who said that uh, Courtney Courtney says husband points it is husband points so now we have like the thin line between procrastination and and immediacy, immediately, mm-hmm. and then we have performance or points. So if she doesn't notice it, would you still be glad you did it? Yeah. All right, perfect. So let's get back to business. How do you how do you toe that line between procrastinate and immediacy, <laughs> immediately? And yeah. I will add context. If somebody said, what's the most annoying thing about working with John all these years? It's that John procrastinates. Yeah. It annoys me so much. If he was taking a test, he waits to the last minute and starts studying. I, I would me, say I study all along the way. I would guess that you know, if you were to pull the people who have worked for me in the past and with me, uh, it's yeah, more, it's, make sure you clear that up. I work with you. It's more than just procrastination. I think it, it's the spur of the moment things I just do on a whim. Right. So I think last night is a good example of that. I don't know how much that affected people last night, but last night and this, this past weekend. Um, so this past weekend, I decided out of nowhere, I'm going to stream uh, this week's webinar live to Facebook Live. Um, just on a whim, I decided that one night. And then last night is like 10 o'clock at night. It's like, I need to write a blog post tonight because we're two days away from my um, next Pixel program. And I need a reason to email people. And kind of slip in that hey, the Pixel program is about to start. Um, so I do a lot of that. I think some of my most productive work is on a whim like that. Um, so some of that may be stuff that's been procrastinated, and it wasn't like I just came up with the idea. It's like it's been out there. Um, but so okay, so we got a combination of things, right? We've got things that are scheduled because I've got my Mondays. As you know, we got um, you and I talk at 8 a.m. 
We've got our team meeting at 9 a.m. Um, if it's that, you know, that, that Monday of the month, I do my free webinar and uh, then we do the John and John. So those things are all scheduled in on a Monday. Tuesday is when I would be doing a, a training program lesson. Wednesday, we got PHC webinar. Thursday, I got my one-on-ones in the afternoon. And Friday, I play Madden. It's pretty much what happens on Friday. But, uh, you love that. But, uh, so that's, that's the way it is. So I've got stuff that's scheduled in like that where I can't get, oh, and I, you know, I write a blog post usually somewhere like Thursday night-ish. Um, and this week, obviously, I did it on a whim. So I've got the stuff that's scheduled. I got the stuff that I procrastinate and I'm waiting to do. And I got the stuff that I just on a whim do. A lot of that stuff I do on a whim is like whenever, like I, I said in our team meeting today, I sent that email out Friday when I'm sure everybody was done for the week. Uh, all of a sudden, I had this idea, you know, playing Madden, kicking the Vikings butt on, on Madden. And I'm like, oh, we should do this. And I sent out an email. But um, so that's that's kind of it falls into three buckets for me. All right. So here's what shows up for me. Um, whenever I'm thinking about immediately, immediately has a bunch of points. And I'm going to restate some of the ones you said, but I'm going to add a few for people. When I see immediately with my clients, my other backup CEO engagements with myself, I see that they're energized by it. That's the first thing Mm -hmm. is that whenever they do it immediately, they're energized by it. I also see that they know how to prioritize A, B, C, D priority. Like when I always tell this story about when people say, oh, I don't know how to prioritize. I'm like, oh, I bet you do. I say, (laughs) well, what do you mean? Like, all right, when do you pay the rent? Out of all the money you have, what's the biggest priority to pay first? And they say, oh, my rent, my car, my phone. That's an A or B priority. It's highly important and highly urgent. So they're easily able to decipher what's most important. So I think for those that do really well in getting things done, they know how to prioritize. I also think there's a motivation behind it. Just like you said earlier, I went to Home Depot. I'm going to score some points. So you're motivated by it because you Mm want to see Lisa smile. So that's another part of immediacy. And if you don't do it, you're going to get punished. And I won't tell that Lisa beats John. So oh, no. stop, stop. <laughs> so, and for those who don't know, Lisa's like five foot one. No, and she's not that tall. Tiny. She's five feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that may be pushing it. Yeah. Right. So, and then I'm six two, so I don't know how we're related. <clears throat> but then it's scheduled. So those who, who, perfect immediately they know they schedule it there's also a couple tools john hates this tool i love it and i'm not trying to promote him bunk base camp it's terrible i love base camp well here's the problem everybody okay when you got base camp you got slack you got email you got communication coming from text and facebook messenger it's like enough enough I, I completely ignore everything that happens at base camp. That's all Jared. You can knock himself out on there, but no. All right. And then for me, um, I have between five and 10 backup CEO clients a month. I have this new venture I'm going in and there might be 10 to 15 locations with that means 10 to 15 
new owners and operators that I have to balance my schedule with. So I use Slack for conversation to keep conversation moving. And I use Basecamp to keep to-dos and dates out there. So that's why I use it. So forget what John said. All right. So then we have immediately, we got, you know, energized, prioritization, motivated, schedule it, use, you know, some software. And then end of the day, I would say performance. And I know when I want to do something immediately that energizes me, it's because I want to get better at it. And like, for example, it would be fantasy football. I'll bring that into the scope because I won this week as well in the family pool. And I like to go look immediately to see what's going on before the game start on Sunday. Because I know I might miss the deadline Mm -hmm. to make some last-second change because somebody might have just tweaked their ankle coming out the locker room. So there's a sense of urgency for me. Uh, Not only do I want to win, but I also want to make sure that I meet deadlines. So... That's what uh, I have to say about the thin line between immediately and procrastination. Yeah, it, look, I, I honestly, I think whatever it is I've created here, maybe unintentionally, works really well for me. Because what happens is not only do I get the stuff done that I have to get it done, but it also allows room for inspiration. And as you know, I'm most productive when I'm inspired to do something. And granted, some of that can be last minute. It could be on a whim, procrastinating, whatever. But there's room for it. If I had just booked my days solid, there's no room for it. Um, so I think I think it works well, at least for me. I mean, I, I know it can probably annoy some people we work with, but um, I th- it's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So no new topic. New topic. Scaling up. Now, I don't have my Facebook up because every time I pull it up, then the sound goes in and I don't know what's going on. So can you check right now and see who it was? Because I want to make sure I I give the person the credit for wanting us to bring up the scaling up topic. But what I want to talk about while John finds the name is like, hey, why scaling up? Um, Oh, uh, talking about Crystal? Yes, Crystal. Crystal, what was her exact statement so I can be spot on? And it's Crystal Decknotter, I believe is how you pronounce it. I apologize if I completely screwed that up. Um, hold on, because I just did a search and brought part of it. Where'd the rest, where'd that whole thing? Okay, scaling up. And you had asked, uh, where are you lacking confidence in your business right now? Scaling up, hiring my first senior staff member who is a little older than I am and probably has the same amount of experience but different experience. And I don't know how that will change my day-to-day work for better or worse. Hopefully not. Change is scary, but it's a part of the experience on the same topic, bringing a team and ensuring I have enough work to keep us all busy and paid. Busy and paid. I want to make sure I get that. Yeah, I mean, my immediate response there is uh, don't bring on a bunch of people uh, because you feel like you need to, or because it's like a, a thing you think you think you should do. Because if you're like left thinking, do we have enough work for everybody? Then I, I, you might not have planned very well. 
right? Like you got to make sure that there's enough work for everybody to do. Otherwise, why did you hire everybody? Am I right? Yes, yeah. you're right. So I'm just designing a question that I've answered a thousand times with you and other backup CEO engagements. How do I scale up so that it is easy, lucrative, and fun? That would be the question that I would design when talking about this topic of scaling up. And when I break it down, easy, lucrative, and fun, Elf, wow, you got elf, easy, lucrative, fun. Um, what shows up for easy is a component of delegation. And John and I have worked on this lots of times. And I always say love, <clears throat> like, and hate. Mm -hmm. I think that's another backup CEO slash John Loomer tool I'm going to create over the next few weeks. Because I think the moment that we get really good and master's of what we love to do, what we like to do, and what we hate to do, we become better delegators. Now, I, when I'm asked, well, I've presented this a few times out in, out in the world, and one of the questions I've been asked is, well, what's the difference between all three? Clearly, I will say, I, I try to do it to household chores, which I'm not married, I don't have anybody giving me a honey-do list, but if I did, the idea of having painting, like paint the fence, Mr. Miyagi, or paint the house, is something that I hate to do. Mm -hmm. That's that's by preference. I just hate to do it. Am I good at it? I don't know. I don't want to even do it to see if I'm good at it. So the distinguisher for me on the hate side is it's just something that doesn't energize me. <clears throat> I don't even care if I'm good at it or not. So... And to, to interrupt real quickly, because I think there's an extension off of that, and, and you just said it without, I don't think you even meant to. So the love, like, hate, but there's an, another side of that. There's what are you great at? What are you good at? What do you have just no experience in? What, what are you just not good at, at at all? Because um, I think that's important. Because you might like to do something, but if you're not very good at it, you should have an, an expert do it, someone who's good at it. Doing it. So yeah, and and with that said, you should outsource your fantasy football team. Hey, maybe I should outsource it to JJ, who's nine years old. <laughs> so yeah, good point, and that's where I was leading into the like side. When they ask, "What's the distinguisher between life, life like, and love and hate?" It is about something that you're kind of good at, but you don't love to do. So. What am I kind of good at, but I don't love to do? Sure, wash dishes, do the laundry. I'm like, yeah, I don't love to do it, but I can do it. I'm all right. My clothes still fit after I wash laundry. So then on the love side, it's like, hey, what do I love to do that I don't want anybody else doing? That's the distinguisher. I don't want anybody else doing because I'm the best at it. You know, I the business is better because I because I do it. But you so, and to be clear though, again, uh, you could love to do something and not be awesome at it. Yeah, I think that's where yeah. it becomes dangerous though. Like you can end up yeah. doing things that maybe you shouldn't be doing. Yeah, like you and running, like you're you're all right. But I don't love I it though. <laughs> right, you don't you don't love it at all. And I don't know if I would pass you the baton in the relay race mm. for the U.S. Olympics. Well, not the Olympics, no. I'd pick I'd pick every son of yours. Oh, uh, except for JJ. 
No, they all run better than. Well, you. the first two so, definitely do. There's no doubt about that. Right, and and matter of fact, I think as a family, us four would be better without you on there. Oh man, really it hurts. So so yeah, so that's how I would. That's the first thing I would think about with scaling up is the delegation side. The second thing that that I've seen when leaders have thought about scaling up are the objections to it. Now, I know this might sound kind of crazy because like, hey, I want to scale up. I want to scale up. But unless you understand the objections that you have personally and the objections of your teammates, because every time I tell John, hey, let's grow this 10 times, he hates that. Like, no, I don't grow it 10 times. I don't even do it one time. Look, it, it, well, and, and I compare it to Facebook ads, right? Like that, a lot of people like don't understand why you can't scale something ten times. Like, like this is working so well, spending a hundred dollars a day. Why can't I spend a thousand dollars a day and get the same results? It's the same kind of thing with scaling up your business. You got like you got got to work in some loss and some. A lot of things you don't want to do and, you know, some headaches and some stress and with all that scaling up, it's just not a matter of flipping the switch and like, oh, yeah, we're going to make 10 times much money now. So yeah. that's why I'm like, I am content. Like, I don't, I can't even think of the time we've, we've really seriously scaled up. Like, did we add product? Yes. Do we, do we add, you know, create a new training program, create a new um, uh, private membership? Some, yeah, we did, but we added bits and pieces here and there, as opposed to like let's just double it. You know, this this point going forward. Yep, good point. So I think the final part, <laughs> the final part. I like when these these uh, posts come up out of nowhere and just hey, freaking man! I love Troy, man. Troy's the best. So so uh, yeah, the delegation side, the, the side we just talked about, and I think the last thing about scaling up after objections and, and delegation is is just to say, hey, what are the risks? What are the risks with doing this? Am I going to? Is my life going to be way more complicated? Right. Do I not get to go coach my my? kids and baseball anymore do i so i know john to say no a lot and he says no a lot because forget the word scaling adding so we'll just use adding. The add. yeah he, he doesn't like adding he loves subtracting like no matter how like easy anyone tries to pip, pitch it like oh you don't have to do anything no no it's more work and it's more headaches whatever it is so i like i i, I feel kind of bad but it's interesting if you were to compare like all like the emails I get from people, you know, wanting to partner, wanting to present their product, you know, whatever, um, now to how I responded to them four four or five years ago. Like four or five years ago, I was excited anybody wanted to send me an email. You know, like, yeah, let's talk. What do what do you got? And now I'm like just already envisioning what additional work this is going to entail or could entail. Um, and it, what, is it worth it? Um, yeah. So for any new decision, any new product, any new content, you know, scaling up, whatever, you've got to balance in uh, the both the mon- monetary and non-monetary side of it. It's like how much additional work is going to go into it? What additional stress is going to go into it? Are you going to be energized to do this? Um, so that's why... 
99.9999% of the time. I don't even let anything get past the start line, you know, these days. You must get really frustrated yeah. with all these people reaching out to you and you're like, you know it's not going to go anywhere. No, it's constantly. That's what I handle with some of my backup CEO responsibilities with John. It's like, all right, do we want to partner with you? Do we want to do this new idea? So, yeah, it does get a little overwhelming. All right, so third topic because we'll keep it to three today. First one, we talked about getting stuff done. We Next one is scaling up. And the last one is failing fast. Who was that? Was that Troy that said failing fast? I don't know. Oh, I, don't I need to do better with my notes is to write the failing person. Who said, fast. who said failing fast? But I'll, while you give the source, find the source, I will talk a little bit about failing fast and what oh, that means. That was, that was Courtney. That was Courtney? Yeah, Courtney is here, too. She said two of them today. Okay. So, no, no, no. So she, she wasn't the first one, but Courtney's also here live now. Oh, okay. Okay. So on the failing fast front, in the mindset of experimentation, so we'll call it experimentation mindset, because I know that failing fast is kind of a movement. Jeez, John, you drank that beer fast. <laughs> Speaking of failing fast, you drink fast. <laughs> You're, you're, you're doing all the talking, so. <laughs> so, but in the spirit of thinking about failing fast, I would change the words and to say experiment effectively. Yeah. And the algorithm that I use in general, whenever we experiment, I first start off with this leap of faith. It's like, what is it that I believe? You know, what is it I believe right now? And then... I'll give you an example. Uh, John just did an experiment yeah. today. I, I we'll, wa- we'll walk through it. So I'm going to walk through it with you with you right now. Yeah. So, John, what what is the belief that you had? Well, for, yeah, they, and I'm going to cut you off if you get too long-winded because these are supposed to be like a little one statement. Yeah, experimenting is one of my favorite things. So whether it fails, mm-hmm. like I love looking at results real-time, what's happening. So my belief was... <clears throat> If I streamed my monthly webinar, that usually just goes to go to webinar, also to my Facebook page, too long. Keep shorten it up. <laughs> I would get improved engagement, and I would benefit in some way. Mm. All right, John's answer was was off mark, so I'm going to bring it back in. So, because that's your hypothesis. Your hypothesis: if X, then Y. Okay. Your belief is something different. Your leap of faith. Your leap of faith is try. Don't tell something me what different. I believe. Right. I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna put that on Facebook. <laughs> so, so what? What was your leap of faith? Your leap of faith was that another medium would work better, right? Well, just not that it would be better than the other. Just be it would add more to it, and with with limited work. All right. So, so that's what that's what your belief is. Another medium would work would be effective right okay then we go from the medium which is a leap of faith that there's there'd be another effective medium and then the if then scenario which is the hypothesis if what if you use what then what if i use facebook live Uh for my webinar uh, mm-hmm. I'll, re- then, I'll reach more people who wouldn't have otherwise watched it. All right, perfect. Now, the, we go into the experiment, 
And the experiment is going to be pretty much the same as the hypothesis because he listed the tools out. But the, but the experiment is, all right, we're going to use both of these. The next part of, of failing fast or experimenting effectively is measurement. What am I going out there to prove? What am I going to measure? I'm going to measure clicks. I'm going to measure blah, blah, blah. So, John, what was the measurement? Why did you even do this? How, how do we know it was effective and you didn't waste all your time? Well, so um, the measurement would be number of people who attended, but also how long they watched. And ultimately, hopefully, uh, but this one is difficult to measure in this case, but uh, number of sales that resulted. <clears throat> because it, okay. it even it, I wouldn't consider it your typical sales webinar. It was, I spent about five minutes talking about product and an hour and 15 minutes talking about other stuff. Uh, so, yeah. Okay, so leap of faith, hypothesis, the experiment, and the measurement, and then also the findings. So meaning the learnings, and it's too early because we just did it this morning. Yeah, I I know this so far. We had, um, and and so one of the the struggles I've had, first of all, with GoToWebinar is the number of people who attend. It the percentage is awful, and I know part of that is just time zones and everything else. But, uh, I mean, there were over a 1,000 people. And this was actually a, a more modest, not to brag, but more modest number of registrants. Like, I've had as many as 5,000 people register for these things. We had a little bit over a 1,000 people register for it. And I think, the, actually, where's my go-to webinar? There were 77 attendees. <laughs> you know, 77 attendees via go-to webinar. Uh, Facebook Live, it reached, okay, now this is definitely a, a, a loaded number reached over 20,000 people and this hasn't been promoted or anything. There were 3,000 unique viewers. So meaning, uh, I believe that's at least three seconds, if not 10 seconds, um, total, I can't, I, I can't remember the total number. Oh yeah. The total number of 10 second views is 1,779 Average video watch time of a little over a minute. So you got to take that in my account. Total of 9,746 minutes viewed. So I still need to compare all that because you know you're going to have more low quality views on Facebook because they're like people scrolling through their newsfeed and like, what the hell? Eh." But um, I'll be curious to see how many total watched for X number of minutes Compared to, I mean, we only had 77 total attendees on GoToWebinar. So what the hell is that going to be? So anyway, uh, it'll be interesting to compare. I'm still breaking it down. All right. So the steps, last last step left. So once we have our findings, then we have a new experiment. So that's what this is. It's to me, it's an experiment loop. I'm just making this up on the spot, but it's an experiment loop. So when I think of failing fast, you have to do it intentionally. You have to know what your leap of faith is. You have to know what your hypothesis is. You have to know what kind of experiment's going to get you there. Then you need to know what you're going to measure. And then once you learn it, what are you going to do next? So I think that's how we've done a pretty good job of experimenting effectively and. I'm going to give credit to where credit's due. Uh, it, this method I just shared is called lean experimenting because, yeah, you know, they do lean on everything. Mm. And 
oh, it's too bad. I don't know. I don't remember the the person I learned this from. It's me. It's probably me. It's probably me. It wasn't you, not at all. So, but yeah. So today, what? No, I was to say. I think this is step one of the experiment because, as you know, I'm also working on. I'm working with a developer to do some Facebook Messenger chatbot stuff. So the next step of this, I think, would be people subscribing uh, via Messenger to this, uh, in addition to subscribing via email. And I think that we could increase the attendance and participation rate even more with that. So I, I think I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes. This is like take, this is experiment. taking things away from like old school email marketing and uh, trying to move into an area I'm less comfortable, and that's uh, Facebook Messenger chatbot stuff. Nice. All right. I'm going to still drink my beer. Oh, my gosh. You're still working on that? By the way, you've, I still have half my beer. How long have you had that uh, pop filter for your microphone? What are you talking about? That, that thing that covers your microphone so when you spit on it, we can't hear it? Since you bought it for me. That pop filter I got you that? Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm awesome. I'm so thoughtful. Right. <laughs> or you just wanted to be complimented because you, you're the one that got the mic as well. I don't remember seeing the pop filter, though. Right. Or maybe it's Andrew that he's always spitting in the mic. I'm like, dude, stop. Anyway. No. Um, anyway, so are we done? You got, is that all you got? That's all. We're 30, 40 minutes. I'm always, I can only do a 25-minute show. Like this extra stuff just burns me out. So 25 minutes. Let's, let's, let's make spend another bar. five minutes talking about your pop filter. No, uh, not at all. all. Right, I don't right. even know. I don't know why a pop filter exists. Yeah. All right. Well, before we wrap up, where can people find you, Jr.? Oh, they can find me on Twitter at backupceo and backupceo.com. Did we have any anyone ask any questions before we go? It's all comments so far about how awesome we are, pretty much. Wow. Oh, please. Well, at least it's helpful. I'm glad it's helpful. So uh, one other plug, and I don't even know if plug is the right word. Just a little friendly nudge and reminder. If you're listening to this over the next two, three weeks, it's the fourth quarter of 2017. And when you think about 2018 planning, um, I shouldn't say when, start thinking about it. I think some of our John and Johns will start going into planning for next year so i'll do some topics and jog john's mind because john and i we need to do a retreat for 2018 so i'm gonna have to fly out to denver and we'll just kind of plan out what uh what's going to happen for 2018 what we want to continue doing what didn't work in 2017 it all worked yeah everything does work work to expectations like the broncos did, did they work for them yesterday the broncos stink Oh, okay. Well, I'm not trying to insult them, but it didn't work for them. So next year, they'll do the same thing. It's like, hey, which plays worked? Which ones didn't work? Why is our winning percentage terrible? So we're going to go through that little exercise, too. So look forward to uh, going through that. All right, man. Well, go Packers. As always, good to have you on the show. Thanks, everybody, for attending who's part of PHC Entrepreneurs. If, uh, If you're listening on iTunes or somewhere else and you're interested in the Power Heroes Club community, just go to johnlumber.com slash PHC. First step, if you're interested in the PHC Entrepreneurs, is just to join up uh, in PHC Elite 
because PHC Entrepreneurs is still in beta, only available to PHC Elite members. But uh, no, I think, uh, well, JR tries to choke down the rest of his Corona. I still can't get it oh. now. <laughs> I'm a lame drinker. Thanks, uh, thanks for being a part of this. Until next time, do awesome things. We're out. Thank you.